As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Our guest is Dr. Joseph Feuerstein. Uh, he's an expert on integrative medicine. Uh, he's on the uh, integrative medicine faculty at uh, Columbia and Quinnipiac uh, University, uh, a fellow of the Andrew Weil Program in Integrative Medicine, and he also teaches there remotely. It's out in Arizona, but uh, people can take courses remotely towards their uh, certification and accreditation as an integrative practitioner. Uh, the study that we're talking about is fascinating. It's a virtual reality program that helps women cope with hot flashes when they can't or don't want to take hormones. Perhaps they have a history of breast cancer or ovarian cancer, and that's contraindicated. And it's a fascinating application of high tech in integrative medicine. Not uh, So it's actually interesting what you're talking about, uh, Dr. Forestine, because we're talking about the most ancient tradition. The tradition is as old as millennia. Uh, acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine coupled with uh, modern high-tech uh, virtual yeah. reality and uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence. Uh, I think that that's really exemplifies intelligent medicine, the best of both worlds. Uh, yeah. When we talk a little bit about uh, menopause, uh, you know, we talked about some of the herbs that are helpful for this. And I actually thank you very much for the uh, uh, tip because I was aware of uh, a product called Estravera. Uh, you made us aware of something called Relizen, R-E-L-I-Z-E-N. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to... Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow up on your recommendation for my patients because uh, I wasn't aware of it. It's always a learning experience hosting this program. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the impact of diet on uh, hot flashes because uh, it's my impression that uh, fluctuations in blood sugar, uh, certain types of foods, uh, or perhaps even uh, the introduction of foods that uh, have isoflavones in them, high isoflavone content foods, are said to ameliorate hot flashes. What What's your take on that? So, absolutely. I mean, I think that we have, uh, uh, there's a general concept of, of what is essentially a healthy uh, looking diet. I know that right now, it's uh, if we were to go between the two, we would say it would be a plant-based diet or plant-forward diet versus, uh, you know, when this is where the research is going, versus obviously the Mediterranean diet. And, and, and the Mediterranean diet, again, was declared the healthiest diet for the six year, you know, recently in the, in, in, uh, in the literature. Um, I, I like the idea for really uh, not just to do with hot flashes and isoflavones, but also to do with the fact that, um, soy products 
uh, you know, such as tempeh, soy, edamame, um, tempeh and, and, and tofu are fermented. And so they're going to have a positive effect. Uh, fermented foods are going to be good for microbiome diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's a myriad of, uh, you know, of, of ways to go. I think that an anti-inflammatory diet that is high in, you know, and this is stuff I'm sure that you discuss a lot in fruits and vegetables that contain polyphenols and other antioxidants and healthy fats like uh, avocado uh, and uh, olive or, uh, um, you know, or, or the one I particularly like um, is truffle oil, which we'll get to when we talk about wow. the book. Uh, healthy fat, um, you know, and lean proteins. And uh, so it's, it's essentially Andrew Weil's anti-inflammatory diet uh, with mushrooms for immune modulating effects, you know, the Asian mushrooms. But I and then just a little bit of caution with spices because it seems right. to trigger in some people. Uh, I'm a huge turmeric, black pepper, rosemary fan. Uh, and again, this is all stuff that's going to work on the endocannabinoid system. So uh, those are all spices I would like. I think alcohol, you know, firstly, um, the weight is important. Your activity is important. There's no question. Um, and because, alcohol, uh, frankly, overweight or obese women uh, have yes, a higher propensity worse. to uh, troublesome menopausal symptoms. A hundred percent. And, you know, one of the things, Ron, that I, the literature clearly has shown is that um, however you went into menopause, if you went in m- overweight or obese, you're going to have a, a harder time losing it afterwards because menopause in itself is essentially it's a, a hormone deficient state where you're more likely to get metabolic issues like obesity and mm-hmm. uh, overweight and impaired fasting glucose. In other words, pre-diabetes, et cetera. So I remember I was on a radio show a long time ago and I said, uh, they said, well, what should we do as we age? And I said, uh, every year you have to double the amount of exercise that you are doing yeah. because it's going to get, it's going to be harder. You know, it's not going to be easier. Got to work harder. harder weight yeah and uh and i like intermittent fasting I've, I've used that a lot with patients uh not crazy intermittent fasting but just a kind of caloric deprivation during the day um i think that that works um it's all a lot of the same stuff you would use to help with your obesity and your and your overweight and your high blood pressure and your cholesterol and your high sugars uh, and and you know that would be the same principle Indeed, you know, because blood sugar fluctuations, I, I noticed, uh, you know, the days mm-hmm. where I was doing glucose tolerance tests on patients, we'd give them a high sugar challenge, uh, you know, dextrose uh, challenge of 100 grams, and their blood sugar would skyrocket, and then it would plummet. And when it would get to its nadir, its low point, uh, they would often break out in, in sweats. The men, the men, too, right. you know, and, and yeah, certainly yeah, that may yeah. contribute to uh, what are called climacteric symptoms. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, well, what's your take on the controversy about uh, soy and uh, isoflavones? Because uh, it depends on you know who you're talking to. Uh, there's concern that you know, let's say you are trying to avoid uh, you know artificial hormone therapy uh, because you have a history of, of uh, cancer that may be a hormone responsive cancer, you know, ovarian cancer, breast cancer, and is it right. beneficial to use soy because it acts as a, a hormone blocker, kind of a selective estrogen receptor modulator, right. uh, as right. opposed right. to uh, uh, having a, 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 a promoting effect on the cancer? I mean, that remains a controversy in, in nutrition and in oncology. 
Right. I mean, I think the most recent uh, general consensus is that soy probably, uh, you know, soy would appear to be safe in patients with breast cancer. Um, I always kind of explain this as it depends where you are in your it's, a, it's firstly how much soy you're eating and i'll mm -hmm. get back to that in a second yep. and the second thing is where you are in your reproductive cycle so for example in prepubescent women especially that means before men before puberty especially yep. asian taking soy seems to be protected absolutely protected yeah yep. exactly and then as we move on into you know the the, the patients who are having normal menstrual cycles cycles um i uh you know soy is a listen it's a complete uh protein so it has all the amino acids you need um it's uh, got fiber I, you know i i i do like it and but here's the point is that I don't think that should be your main protein. I mm -hmm. think it should be one of the proteins. We're omnivores. We don't eat only one type of protein. You don't just eat fish. You eat fish and you have seitan and you have tofu and you have, uh, 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 you know, maybe, uh, if you're, if you're plant forward, nut protein. But the point is don't eat the same thing all the time. And I, I remember a patient who was literally going so heavy on soy you know soy protein isolate soy uh in, in all her sh all her shakes and in her bars etc that she started getting post-menopausal bleeding in other Ooh, words wow. the estrogen yep. in soy was so high it was mm -hmm. causing stimulation and growth of the li lining of the uterus yep. which eventually caused bleeding so i mean I, I just think it's about like everything else moderation you know yep. soy is a Perfectly good protein, and I like it, and I eat it relative. You know, I eat it commonly, but I don't eat it exclusively, and that's why I think the uh, the thing is. And and there may be a difference between uh, you know some of the fermented sources of uh, of soy uh, or eating edamame, which I like to do when I'm having sushi right. at a Japanese restaurant, right. uh, versus uh, you know uh, soy protein isolate, which is a highly refined right. product uh, and maybe pushing the envelope. I think also I, I've heard that the consensus, as you mentioned, uh, that soy is protective, but that if you you know are a corn fed Iowan who suddenly develops uh, you know, an endocrine problem like, uh, you know, breast cancer or uterine right. cancer uh, that yeah. piling on the soy in midlife may not be the best idea. So, I, I, Ron, I agree. And I would also say that uh, remembering that everybody can't eat everything. I, I actually wrote a, an article in this in a journal that it, there's no democracy to, to nutrition here. So we know that a third of Caucasians don't have the right enzymes to be able to uh, fully uh, optimize the phytonutrients and the uh, plant estrogens found in soy. Uh, because everybody can't eat everything because uh, Caucasians in general, as they uh, as they uh, in the last 10,000 years, uh, you know, weren't eating a lot of soy because that was in Asia. So, um, you know, I think it really has to be a question of who you are and what your health status is, how old you are and also the amount you're eating. But yes, I agree. Soy protein isolate is a fake food. That's not a that's not a thing. That's just someone trying to give cheap protein. Uh, I'm talking about whole food soy, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. soy that your, your Asian grandma would know what it was. Indeed. And, and from what I understand, and this may be an apocryphal story, uh, that, uh, you know, culturally here in the United States, you know, when uh, women of a certain age uh, enter a room and they go, isn't it hot in here? Everybody kind of titters a little bit because it's, you know, about you're having a hot flash. But 
uh, they don't get that joke in Japan because while women experience menopausal symptoms, you know, like perhaps joint stiffness and other problems, they don't generally have hot flashes. And it, it, it may be genetic, but it, it probably has a lot to do with their diet, which is very different and, and heavy in isoflavones. So, so no, I, I, I think that there's something to that. Uh, and also the fact that they have the right enzymes in their stomach to yep. be able to fully it's the the, the genistein is it has to be in this aglycone state and going and, and you have yep. to so to actually to essentially it. Uh, activate it exactly to activate it like so many things in the mm-hmm. body so many of the high vitamins are pro vitamins and your body has to do something it's not just passive uh you know and so they can and other people can't you know so they get some of the benefits you indeed know? so so let's Everybody move on to yeah, so let's move on to one of your fascinating uh, contributions, a book that uh, came out uh, just last year, The Cannabinoid Cookbook. And it kind of conjures mm. up uh, images of, uh, you know, uh, pot brownies or something. But that's not right. what it's about, right? right? Be- I mean, it's not like how, exactly do you, right. how do you, how do you, you know, you know, put, uh, uh, you know, it's not about edibles, right? <laughs> no, it's that's that's actually, listen, there would be no reason. So I wrote the book with my, my, my colleague and he and I do a fair amount of, uh, of, uh, uh, sh- sh- uh TV shows. He's, uh, he's, uh, done a number of series on the Food Network. He's an international celebrity chef by the name of Daniel Green. And, uh, this was our first book together. He's like 14th and my second. And now we're doing a second and a third book together. But, um, if you go and look on Amazon, you're going to find multiple books telling you how to sneak uh, marijuana uh, uh, or, or cannabis uh, into your food. This has absolutely nothing to do with that because none of the recipes contain any cannabis. Because like everything in nature, there's not one substance. There's not one cannabis is only found. Cannabinoids are only found in cannabis. That's not true. They're chemicals. They're, 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 they're substances that are natural and they're found in lots of other foods as well. And so the concept of the book was to essentially use all the other foods to augment the effect on the endocannabinoid system, meaning you want to take marijuana, take marijuana. You want to take uh, CBD, fine, go ahead. Uh, but there are 160 other cannabinoids that are, are actually found not just in cannabis, but are found in spices like black pepper or rosemary or basil or omega-3s and the effect that they have on the endocannabinoid system or dark chocolate or truffles or turmeric. And they all work on the endocannabinoid system in different ways. So... The, the godfather of this entire research is Professor Rafi Mahulam at Hebrew yes. University. Mm-hmm. And his concept is the cascade effect, which is that you don't just have one cannabinoid, you have 160 of them, and they're all augmenting, they're all helping each other to increase the effect of, uh, uh, on, on, on the, on our own natural endocannabinoid system. So the diet is just more of that. It's using all these foods that have naturally con- occurring cannabinoid uh, substances to essentially rev up, or as we said in the book, energize your endocannabinoid system. And that was the concept of the book. And then Daniel, you know, did a hundred recipes, uh, so that because I'm not the cook, he is. And so he blends them together so that they taste good. There should not be a penance. There should be a fun, nice thing. And, and to what end do we want to, uh, uh, rev up our uh, endocannabinoid system what are some of the uh health benefits is it it's not 
to get high. Uh, it's not no. to relieve anxiety, although it may have a brain right. effect. But there, right. there's a multiplicity right. of pathways that are affected by these compounds. So, they, so exa exactly. So, the endocannabinoid system is, uh, is is receptors in the brain and in the body, and they're li literally it's the main system of the body to get you back into balance, to calm you down, to get you back into homeostasis. That's essentially what it does. And so, um, uh, we're not taking doses that would be high enough. Like, for example, ten milligrams of THC is going to get you slightly as high. We're not using anything like that because we're not using a, 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 a one herb in a high dose. We're using lots of different things as a food to gently increase the overall activity of your endocannabinoid system to improve sleep, to help with mood. Um, and there's some evidence it can also kind of reduce pain in general, you know, as part of an anti-inflammatory diet. But the point is that what you're trying to do in this case is highlight specific foods that are all healthy, but because they have a specific um, effect on the endocannabinoid system. And this is the part that most people, including aficionados of cannabis, are completely unaware of. I mean, uh, uh, you know, we'll talk about truffles, I hope, at some point, and I'll sure. explain how it works. Truffles are my favorite oil. Uh, and they literally work on, they, they stimulate the CB1 receptors of the brain, you know, and, uh, you know, people, uh, people don't realize that because they think the only way you get CB1 receptors stimulating is through THC. Uh, but it's not true. You can do it through food. Well, it might be a little cheaper to score a, a dime bag of pot than to uh, get 100%. truffles at the current price of truffles. 100%. But tell us about truffles. <laughs> so, so truffles are truffles are amazing. They're, they're, they're an amazing food. So, firstly, just from a nutritional point of view, they are actually one of the only plant proteins, apart from our friend soy, who actually have all the essential amino acids you mm. need in human wow. nutrition. But the and, and so they got a myriad of health benefits. But what they have is they are pure anandamide. So very oh, briefly, yeah. if you have CB1 receptors in your brain, CB2 receptors in your body, about 30 years ago, researchers realized that if you must have these receptors, you must be making your own natural cannabis. So your body makes it. It's not mm -hmm. just you have to smoke marijuana. You, the babies already make it. And the one that affects the, the, the two ones are 2AG and anandamide coming from the, uh, from the Sanskrit word, uh, for bliss, because it's the bliss molecule. And so, uh, the body makes anandamide and that stimulates the receptors of the body in, in the brain specifically and chills you out. So it turns out that Truffles are pure anandamide. They're full of anandamide. And the amazing thing about nature, because nature does nothing uselessly, that's what uh, Aristotle said, everything is for a reason, is that you, I think we all realize that truffles are found in southern France by the truffle pigs. Mm -hmm. The truffle pigs, why, now we understand why they are wanting to go after these truffles. It's not because they're kind of interesting things, it's because they want to get high. That's <laughs> they're highly attracted to the they're highly attracted yeah because they get they get because they basically get high because it's their version of marijuana but what does the truffle get out of it well it goes through the 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 the, 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 the spores of this truffle uh, which is a fungus like plant that you know that grows on oak trees it goes through the gut of and the intestine of the pig uh doesn't get broken down and then the pig goes to a different part of france 
and sp- uh, screws yep. everywhere all of its uh, all of its uh, feces, and now the, str- the truffle is now propagated and now all over southern France. It's an incredible way of doing things. I mean, it's brilliant. It's a real example of uh, symbiosis in in nature. Yeah. Is uh, you know how yeah. these these yeah. Things, well uh, yeah. you know also how seeds propagate. You know they're they're contained in yeah. delicious tasting fruit, and animals and humans consume them, and then uh, poop them out. You know on the other side of the mountain where the seeds can't walk right. over to so that's an interesting uh sidelight so okay so what are some of the uh, your favorite dishes in the cannabinoid uh, cookbook uh, can you uh, tempt so, us with some of them yeah so so I'm, I'm actually rather than dishes i'm going to give you the you know the the, the, the foods that are important and and why they are i want to talk a, a second about dark chocolate i think everybody oh, yeah. realizes dark chocolate important polyphenols increases nitric oxide it has stearic acid which doesn't cause your bad cholesterol to go up you know all these things everybody knows but what they don't know generally is what it does to the endocannabinoid system so i'll just explain it because it's so neat it's so clever um so when anandamide which we're making in our brain, the bliss molecule that's stimulating the CB1 receptors of the brain, it needs to be broken down. Because if not, I would never get out of bed. I would just sit there and be chilled out uh, like, you know, uh, like like in college, right? Exactly. You know, for someone who <laughs> did too much of this, that, and the other. and then So obviously, I need to get rid of my anandamide. And um, there is a an enzyme called FAAH, don't ask me to tell you what it means. I can, I can, I can pronounce it. It's just awful words, but F-A-A-H. And that essentially breaks down our own anandamide in our body. So in chocolate, there are two compounds that inhibit that enzyme. Oh. So when you inhibit the enzyme, the anandamide levels stay high. So if you're having a cannabinoid rich diet, you are eating truffle oil and you're having dark chocolate and you're eating omega-3s, which uh, in a second I'll explain why, but from an from a endocannabinoid point of view. And all of these things together are working on the system in different ways. One's stopping the anandamide being broken down. The other was increasing the actual anandamide in your brain because you're eating it. Um, and the omegas are, just remember that anandamide is actually an omega it's made from omega-6 it's a it's a fatty acid it's a uh, and and, um 2ag is made from omega-6s and so if your diet is too high in omega-6 so you have too much cotton oil and vegetable oil which is also not healthy for you corn oil all of those yeah so all of those if you have too much of them the body doesn't want you to have too much stimulation of the endocannabinoid system. So what does it do? It down regulates, meaning it gets rid of receptors in the brain, CB1 and C- uh, the CB1 receptors uh, in the brain and, and the CB2 receptors. So you basically have less receptors but we because you're making... We don't want but you don't want that. You want yeah. lots of receptors. So what do you do? You have the opposite, the yin and yang. You have the, the yin of omega-6, which is omega-3. So if you're eating sardines and anchovies and, 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 and tuna and herring and salmon and, and, and walnuts and flax, etc., um, then what you're doing is increasing omega-3. There's less omega-6, and you upregulate the CB1 receptors of the brain, so you have more CB1 receptors. So that's the point of the book, Ron. The idea is that your diet 
stimulates, energizes your endocannabinoid system, but not just by eating pot. You can right. do all these other things, including working on the, the amount of receptors in your brain, amount of um, anandamide you make, um, and you know, and and uh, we didn't even get to terpenes, but there are there's a lot of stuff in food, and that's what an a cannabinoid rich diet is. Okay, well, all that information can be found in the cannabinoid cookbook. Uh, it's just out uh, as of last year. And uh, it's available to you through the usual sources. The author, today's guest, Dr. Joseph Feuerstein. Uh, you know, I want to congratulate you on, uh, you know, it's been a great uh, science communicator. And uh, I'm sure that uh, the students of integrative medicine who are your, in your uh, classrooms and who you teach remotely uh, via the Andrew Weil program uh, are really the beneficiaries of your expertise so great stuff uh so Thank once again you. the 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 article we referred to in part one virtual reality combined with artificial intelligence reduces hot flashes uh is in a journal called health care and it can be it's uh from 2022 and i think uh although we can't give you a link um you'll find it you'll find uh and you may find a sample of that uh, program uh that uh helps to alleviate hot flashes it's not yet generally available to the public but uh coming soon to um uh an internet or virtual reality source near you You just need to get the virtual reality classes but uh mark zuckerberg is going to take care of that for you (laughs) (laughs) so thanks very much for joining us i really appreciate it i'm dr ronald hoffman and this is Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements... I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com, drhoffmanstore.com.